Well, welcome back, everyone, to Servings, a podcast specifically about school nutrition. Um, I'm going to have a very short little bumper here on the front end, but I do want to let everyone know this is an incredibly special episode. Um, This episode, we have uh, you're going to hear a number of different voices. We're going to get into who they are. Um, But the the thing to know before we get into this episode is this is the first of its kind anywhere uh, in the country, um, and it will serve as a template uh, for what's going to roll out to all 50 states across the country. I don't want to spoil anything more. We get into it, but I I can tell you this is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, It's very near and dear to my heart, and I'm excited for y'all to hear it. Uh, So without further ado, episode 20. Well, welcome back to Servings, a podcast designed specifically for school nutrition. We have an incredibly special episode for y'all today. Um, We are somewhat breaking um, some pretty big news here. So if you if you were at the Georgia School Nutrition Association's annual conference in Savannah earlier this spring, uh, then you're likely familiar with or, or know a little bit about what we're going to be chatting about today. If you weren't there, then this might be the first time you hear this news. And for that, I'm super excited to be the one uh, who gets to break that news. Regardless of, uh, of, of which of these categories you might fall into, we're going to be chatting and discussing in more detail about this first ever partnership between Autism Speaks and School Nutrition. We're going to be learning a little bit more about the people involved um, and and what these next steps are going to look like. So with that said, I'm proud to introduce some of my new friends, Ms. Kimberly Dick, who is the Area Executive Director for the Mid-South, Ms. Ariana Esposito, who is the VP of Services and Support, and then Mr. Josh Cobbs, who is the Senior Manager of Employment Initiatives. Everybody, welcome to the podcast, and I hope I didn't mess any of that up. Just <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to have you all on here. We're excited to be breaking this news. Um, as, as the three of you know, this is very near and dear to my heart. And as our listeners will, will soon know a little bit more about why that is. Um, but let's start here. We have, um, we have a tradition that we, we typically start with. And so instead of saying this is question one, we're going to say this is question, you know, we'll say that the... The, the prologue or the, uh, the, the context setting, right? So we don't break tradition. So if y'all wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, maybe a little bit about each of you and your background and maybe what your role is at Autism Speaks, maybe that'll help kind of set the context for everybody. Kimberly, I'm looking at you first. Okay, okay, I will go first. Um, so uh, as you shared, I'm the Area Executive Director at Autism Speaks for what we'll call our Mid-South. I live here in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and I have been with Autism Speaks for 11 years now and really kind of got involved with the organization first as a volunteer. Um, my son, who is now almost 17, was diagnosed on the autism spectrum at two years of age. And at the time, it, you know, we still didn't have the health insurance reform that we have now. And I got involved uh, with Autism Speaks and a lot of amazing, you know, grassroots volunteers in our state that were leading the charge to, to make a difference um, for the community, you know, here in our state and across the country. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that background. And I think it shows that you're not just somebody who is um, supporting Autism Speaks on a, on a, say the corporate level, but someone who has benefited and see that, seen that work in, in your own personal life and your own family life. Yeah, it's extremely rewarding. Um, you know, as 
yes, it, it supports my son, but at the same time, I just love connecting with all of our families and hearing the stories and seeing firsthand how important the work is that um, organizations like Autism Speaks and, you know, our community, you know, um, can impact change. Very well said. Um, Ariana, I see you next on my screen. If you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do for Autism Speaks, I think that would be great. Sure. So I'm Ariana Esposito. I am a board certified behavior analyst. I've been with Autism Speaks for three, a little over three years. Um, prior to that, I worked um, as a BCBA developing programs for teens and adults on the autism spectrum, but really have experience throughout the whole lifespan. And so in my time as a service provider, I felt like I, I had a really good understanding of the work that I was doing, the, the needs of the community and what autism looked like in the greater Philadelphia area where I was based at the time. Um, and more and more started asking myself, well, what does it look, is what I'm experiencing here indicative of what's happening across the whole country? And so when the opportunity at Autism Speaks uh, came up, I jumped at the opportunity to not only um, invest in the future of what you know services and supports will look like, um, but being able to see the impact on a national scale. And so in my role as a VP of Lifespan Services in the Services and Supports Department, my role is really uh, developing a robust portfolio of content, resources, information, and programming for individuals and their families across the spectrum and throughout the lifespan. So from early diagnosis through adulthood and into aging. That's fantastic. And I, I know that's a, a mouthful to kind of spit out there in a, in a very brief window, but um, for everyone who's listening at home, um, what I heard, and I, maybe the takeaway, the easier takeaway is Ariana knows exactly what she's doing in this space, and she's responsible for creating so much of um, the content, the resources that are available um, to families all across the country, and we're excited to be able to have her expertise on this program as well. I hope that's not oversimplifying it. No, no, very well said. Well said, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> and then last but not least, Mr. Josh Cobbs. Um, Josh, you're the Senior Manager of Employment Initiatives. Um, what does that mean in real people speak? Right. So thanks for that. So for and real people speak, it means I get to work with great organizations like GSNA and others throughout the country to help them on their, um, you know, inclusive journey um, to hire individuals uh, on the spectrum and those with other neurodiverse needs um, to help them understand what, what's needed and how do we tackle that uh, problem, uh, not problem, but how do we tackle that at, at a system level so you guys can accelerate your hiring practices and so forth. And um, really look at that um, kind of untapped labor market or labor pool uh, in order to help not only um, GSNA and and the other places, but um, individuals with autism who who often uh, really want to work and have that opportunity within their own community. So, and um, so I get to work with Ariana and Kimberly and uh, the whole Autism Speaks team on on those employment initiatives. I will say. Um, similar to Kimberly, I have uh, three individuals in my household, two adults on the spectrum, and I often joke that uh, my job is to get everybody out of my house. So uh, I want that diversity of, um, you know, diversity of opportunities for for people in my household and and uh, for others in the community. So great question. Well, Josh, we appreciate you sharing that and sharing um, the background with your family. And I think, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you mentioned a couple of things in there, I think that had everyone's ears perk up, which is the untapped labor pool 
as well as accelerate the hiring process. Those are some pains that we're all feeling in school nutrition right now, obviously not just in Georgia, but um, we're speaking specifically about the program that we're launching starting in Georgia. And I know that's got everyone's attention right now. So um, we're gonna get a little bit more into detail here in a moment, but that uh, I know those words perked everybody's ears up. So without further ado, again, first of all, I could not be more thrilled to have each of you here on the podcast today. Um, this is exciting, again, for several reasons, uh, each of which you know we'll get into during the podcast and during this episode. However, we always start with the most burning question on this podcast, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is, what are each of you watching on Netflix? Um, what are you binge watching? What are you watching on Hulu or Amazon Prime, YouTube TV, Apple TV? Maybe it's just you know boring old cable at this point, but... Um, Let's do this, and I'll, I'll try to keep it somewhat reeled in for everybody here. Um, what are you watching, or, or what would you recommend our listeners check out based off of what you're watching? Um, Kimberly, I'll start with you. Um, so I have been watching on Amazon Prime <laughs> uh, with my son. Um, we have been watching and finished uh, a series called As We See It. Uh, which follows some, you know, a group of 20 something year old roommates on the autism spectrum and just kind of, you know, trying to get a job and keep a job and, you know, friendships and, you know, all, you know, just the end working towards independence. And um, my son and I have really enjoyed watching it together because being almost 17, like this is, you know, this is, this is going to be him soon, hopefully. So it's relatable. Yeah, yeah it's relatable. And there's something um, enjoyable about being able to see something relatable on TV. Um, yeah. And, you know, really helping nice. him feel like that he's not the only one in this space, you sure. know? Yeah. Okay. So as we see it on Amazon Prime, that's, that's Kimberly's recommendation. Ariana? What's your uh, recommendation? Here? I am watching on Hulu, Only Murders in the Building. Um, with, that's the one with uh, that's what Selena Gomez, oh yeah, and, Selena uh, Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Yeah, and uh, I, I will say that the first time, the first attempt to watch it, it took me four or five times to get into the first episode, but once I got in, I was hooked. The the collaboration, the connection between Steve Martin and Martin Short with this like Selena Gomez added in, it's really, it's really entertaining. If you like true crime and comedy, this is right up your alley. Okay, and again, I will I will back that up saying that that's at the top of my list of uh, to check out too. I keep, it's always the next one that I'm gonna start, right? It's always the one that like kind of gets bumped. So I'm, I'm just as curious. It's so good. Oh, Ariana, it is amazing. <laughs> All right, there's there's two. So now we, now we get to Josh. Um, Josh, what are you watching? What are you recommending for everybody to check out? So Westworld started um, for those who have caught the series and it is um, it's been a, a guilty pleasure. It, it, it's been a, a double watch almost every episode um, because I can't tell what reality <laughs> may yeah. be going on. And so um, that that one's been really good. And then um, we will often watch uh, like HGTV in our household, a lot of house hunters and seeing like what property values are and versus where we're at. So that's kind of our 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 family geek out, if you will, sometimes. So Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, Westworld's one of those shows that I just, I've never been able to like get into and not because I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's just when I watch TV or I, I sit down to watch something, I, I, I enjoy checking out, like just mentally, just being able to like, 
you know, look up 22 minutes later and be like, okay, what's the next episode, right? And so if I have to think, it's usually not going well for me. But again, obviously Westworld kind of, you know, it, it brings its own reputation with it. And it's, it's going to be one of those that I'm going to have to check out at some point, I think. It, it definitely takes a lot of time to get into. So uh, Seinfeld's that for me. I can yep. watch that all the time and not think about it. So absolutely. And, and for those, uh, those folks who listen to the podcast regularly, um, typically I, I don't share a whole lot of my thoughts. And when I do, you know, there's not a whole lot of anything new as it relates to what I'm watching. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit and I'm going to make a, my first ever, like, eh, um, my first ever, eh, I, uh, I saw the new Jurassic Park movie last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My son yeah. did a movie theater marathon where on the release day where they do the show, the movies back to back. He, yeah, he, did, he was not, he's the same. Eh. That's it. Again, I, I, we went and saw the new Top Gun movie in the theater. Strongly recommend. We went and saw the new Elvis great. movie in the theater. So good. Strongly recommend. Did not enjoy Jurassic Park. Take it for what it's worth. Like, <laughs> so again, we're uh, we're mixing it up on this episode. We've got a little bit of uh, what you should check out, and maybe what Corey's not feeling either. So, um, without further ado, let's dive in right at the top. Um, I'm going to throw just the most generic, lazy question out there, and I'll let y'all um, maybe tackle it a little bit. But what is Autism Speaks? I will tackle that. Um, so Autism Speaks is dedicated to promoting solutions across the spectrum and throughout the lifespan for you know, the needs of individuals with autism and their families. And to just put it very simply, you know, we envision a world where all people with autism can reach their full potential. I think that's a very succinct way to say that. Um, Kimberly, thank you for sharing that. Josh, Ariana, anything you'd like to add to, to that uh, explanation? Yeah, you know, we we accomplish, you know, that mission through things like advocacy and support, increasing the understanding and acceptance of people with autism and advancing research into causes um, and better interventions for autism spectrum and related conditions. So. Josh, I want to hear your thoughts on it too, but I want to follow up with you real quick, Ariana. So you mentioned kind of three bullet points there, and I know this may seem fairly obvious, but if you could maybe distill it a little bit further, why it's important that all three exist with one another rather than maybe just individually, or why there's a focus on three rather than just one. Great, great question. And what really makes us unique as an organization is that we're focused on those three areas. So we're not just an advocacy organization, we're not just a science and research organization, um, and we're not just services and supports. We advocate for all. And so what that means as an organization is we benefit from these different focus areas as they inform our direction for each of those little hubs, if you were to think. So advocacy, science, research, services, and supports, we are all stronger uh, because of the, the collaboration and interactions that we have under one umbrella. Yeah, and I, I, it's great um, to hear that explanation and the, for you to give sort of some, some definition to that, because again, um, I think all three things individually are great. And I think what makes Autism Speak so special and so unique and what you all are able to accomplish is because of the importance on all three of those pillars, if you will. Um, Josh, anything to add? No, I think they buttoned it up really well. I, I will say, um, you know, as an employee of Autism Speaks and also as a father, like those resources available to families have been invaluable. Like 
I still access our resources when we when we're looking at transition or other things. And so um, certainly uh, proud of the work that we're doing as far as it comes to um, providing that access to um, reliable and um, uh, reliable information for families and those with autism. Yeah, and I'm sure you have uh, you and again, Kimberly as well, have a unique perspective um, as it relates to the family component and what it looks like to maybe utilize the services within your own household and, and can add some unique context to that. I know, again, oversimplifying, right? Like looking at school nutrition, I know some of the best ideas that we we have within the school nutrition world come from those folks who have kids who are going through the school, who are utilizing the school nutrition programs, right? And they come back and say, hey, you know, it'd be great if you were able to tackle this, this trend. And um, so I can imagine there being some synergies there and um, some great things that come from that. Um, Josh, I promise I won't have you go last for every question. It's okay. I, I'm perfectly fine going last. Uh, these these two fine folks are making me look really good. Absolutely. So. <laughs> well, so now that we have some context as to what Autism Speaks is and who uh, these incredible individuals are who are representing Autism Speaks and the work that they do every day to enhance the lives of, again, I'd say countless, and that's just being so lazy and so generic again, but just so many amazing people. Um, are able to benefit from, from the work that they do. Um, now that we have that, I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before on this podcast. I'm going to answer a question that I ask, which is, again, very cheesy, but um, what does Autism Speak have to do with school with Georgia School Nutrition specifically? So I think this is the part where maybe we can lay out a little bit of the genesis and the backstory to where we are, how we got to where we are. So um, Many of you who are at the conference in, in, uh, in April in Savannah has, have heard a little bit about this. Um, I came across Autism Speaks organically through the marketing arm, which is deliveringjobs.org, which again, correct me if I'm wrong, is a partnership between Autism Speaks, Special Olympics. Um, I think there's a couple other organizations I'm leaving off. Yeah, Best Buddies and the Inter Entertainment Industry Foundation. Yes. So I came across an ad. I had a very long car ride. Many of you know I'm from the Midwest. I was staring at that long white line coming back. Yep, we got Josh's represented from uh, from Iowa today on here. So um, we got a nice uh, Midwest representation on here. Um, but I, I was driving back from from some time uh, with family at Christmas and heard the, the ad come on the radio. Um, and it sort of dawned on me that there are folks out there, this, this talent pool who are desperately looking for jobs. Um, while we have an industry who is desperately looking for people to fill these jobs. And diving a little bit further in, um, again, y'all know this data better than I do, and you can correct me if I'm, if I'm too far off, um, but something along the lines of, uh, what is it, 88% of the folks in this, in this space um, are actively looking for meaningful employment. And while 90 plus percent of HR individuals who are interviewed said folks with developmental differences can do the job, um, just as well, or if not better than maybe their able-bodied county counterparts. And so you start looking at like, well, this can, this can solve a couple problems that exist out there. Right. And so um, I didn't quite know where to start and uh, realized I wasn't smart enough to take this on. So I reached out to Autism Speaks because it was a name that I recognized and eventually got connected with Josh and Kimberly. Um, and it became with just this idea and, and the simple question of, Hey, is there something here? Is there something that that could work from this. And from there, that grew organically into reaching out to a number of school nutrition directors, many of whom have been guests on this podcast and said, hey, is this something that could benefit school nutrition here in Georgia? And the overwhelming answer was, yeah, I think there is. 
Um, we then took that back to Kimberly and Josh and got Ariana involved, got a few other folks from Autism Speaks involved, and we started really looking at it from a higher level. Hey, what would this look like? One, for a rollout in Georgia, but then eventually a rollout across the country. And quickly, one of the things that was near and dear to my heart um, was the leadership program that would come from training the managers in the kitchens, right? And in the cafeterias. We want to make sure that we're putting folks in positions to succeed and making sure that we're training and educating the folks who are, who are tasked with leading um, the resources to succeed, right? And not just uh, what's it look like to manage folks with developmental differences, but what's it look like to manage folks with different backgrounds who look different, who come from um, uh, different backgrounds and different roles and, and different perspectives. And so um, we started getting this uh, kind of holistic look at what this program would look like. And it wasn't necessarily reinventing the wheel. I know Josh has worked on this program um, locally with, a, with um, a manufacturer in Iowa. And so then we got to, um, you know, the, the giant elephant in the room, right? Who's going to pay for all this? And um, we were blessed to find out that there was a donor um, that existed out there in the, in the ether um, who had an interest in this program starting in Georgia and believed in what we were doing. And that took all of the weight off of our backs and all of the, you know, well butts um, out of the equation, right? And so from there, we then took this idea to the board of directors for the Georgia School Nutrition Association of which uh, it was, when I say unanimous, I, not just unanimous, but everyone standing up and applauding and agreeing wholeheartedly in this, which then led us to April and Savannah. Uh, Kimberly came down and joined us at the conference, and we made the proclamation where we officially put the stake in the ground saying, we are moving forward with this. We don't know when it's going to get done, but we know we're going to move forward um, and that we want some accountability with that. And then from there, we found a program to launch the pilot. And again, for those of you who are familiar with this podcast, um, we didn't have to look far, but my own backyard and Emily Hanlon and Amy Lambert from Cobb County, who are launching the first pilot. Uh, we're recording August 1st. So I think it's safe to say this month um, with three different schools in Cobb County, um, where we're going to learn what we don't know and be able to figure out to kind of what Ariana's background and specialty is, right? Creating all that context and content that goes into all this. So that way, um, we can figure out where the speed bumps are and move that to the next pilot to be announced, which will eventually lead us down the path of hopefully about 12 months from now, where we have a fully operational and launched program where we're filling the incredible number of vacancies in school nutrition with folks um, from this talent pool that are desperately looking for employment. That was a mouthful. Maybe that's the longest answer I've ever given on this podcast. What did I miss? Is there anything um, that maybe I left out? No, I think that's a great foundational step, uh, Corey. And, and um, you know, we, we couldn't be, I guess we could be more excited, but we're, I mean, we're really excited to, to get into this um, a little bit further with you on the podcast and also to work with such great folks, you know, with the Georgia School Nutritional um, Association throughout Georgia. Um, we want to do it right. And we want to make sure that we provide that, that really baseline level of support and that blueprint to build out. So when we are um, in the thick of rolling out multiple different locations that, that there is a blueprint and we can start to build capacity for your folks, right? So, so then it becomes a train, 
you know, a training and, a, and, and keeps kind of snowballing into further and further, more people train, they can help out, they can jump in and it accelerates the growth for, for, um, importantly your folks, right? Because, um, you'll hear us say on this podcast and throughout, it has to work for the business. You know, it has to work, um, for your team in order to implement. And if it doesn't, it, it just will not be sustainable. And frankly, it just, it won't work. So we want to make sure we put that really heavy foundation in place. And I'll turn it over to, to Ariana if she has anything to add, but that, that's just kind of an initial uh, sliver. Yeah. And, and Ariana, before, before you jump in there, I think if I was to sum up what Josh said in one word for our listeners, it's template, right? Like we want to be able to create the template that is plug and play as much as possible. So when we're looking at the directors and the HR uh, folks, that it's, it's not more work and heavy lifting. It's, hey, this is how you execute this. And then the GSNA is there to help shepherd um, when applicable as well. Um, Ariana, what would, I, know, I know you have, again, I oversimplified, which is kind of how my brain works, but um, Ariana, again, would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. I echo everything, Josh, and, you know, that summary, that quick summary that you just shared, and really, you know, our role as we develop the template um, and supporting this sustainable model is really building an inclusive and supportive community, and I think you know, what we said earlier about that, you know, we're one of the rare organizations that has all of these different arms. I think having Kimberly as a really strong partner with us on this, who is in the community, she's in Georgia, who not only will be able to see firsthand all the work that we're doing, but Kimberly is an incredible resource to anyone who's listening in the Georgia, uh, in the Georgia area. Um, and our role is to promote accessible, inclusive communities. And so just to be able to be a part of this, a small part of all of the work um, that you all are trying to do is really just an honor. We couldn't be we couldn't be happier to be partnering um, with Georgia School Nutrition Association. Ariana, thank you, and that's very well said. And appreciate the kind words. Um, I know you know one of the things that I've heard y'all say um, is autism led, not autism focused, right? And so one of the things that I think we would be neglecting to say is um, we're talking about a very large talent pool that we're, we're trying to access and make a program accessible to, and not just, um, you know, folks with the autism diagnosis, but just um, maybe folks who have, again, I wanna be careful I say this, but tend to fall through the employment um, cracks, if you will, right? And so we wanna make sure that we're addressing any and all challenges. And so when I get asked the question, why 12 months or why does it take time? Um, we wanna make sure we do this, right? And we wanna make sure we're creating um, a place of inclusion and a place where we're setting folks up to succeed. Yeah, it's very well said, uh, Corey. We'll often say autism-led, not autism-only. Um, and that's also where we'll bring in, you know, our other community partners to make sure that that, that level of support is there and, and needed. So uh, great point. Thank you. Then, Kim, Kimberly, I know, you know, you were, you were able to be the face for Autism Speaks at the, at the conference and were able to share a little bit of your heart there. Um, anything you'd like to add, especially being someone, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say a Georgian, um, any additional sense of pride with it coming out of this sort of program launching in Georgia? Um, obviously, being in Georgia, I am very proud that, you know, we're, we're trying this, you know, and we're doing this here and, you know, our state, but I'm also excited that, you know, that this is a truly, you know, to make this a truly successful model that's like, sustainable and really leading, you know, the rest of the country, you know, by example, and, you know, this, this opportunity and while, 
you know, we know it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of partners involved in, you know, building something, you know, my hope is that once we launch this and, you know, we have all the pieces in a row that it's going to be much easier for other states, you know, to roll out something similar. And, you know, maybe this inspires other opportunities, you know, to, for employment in other areas in other industries. So again, you know, I, I think Josh and Ariana said it so well, like we're just incredibly excited to be part of this opportunity. Well, and Kimberly, you, you said something there again. I think it goes back to that template model, right? Like we want this to be able to, again, we're excited to roll this out in Georgia and across um, the 160 some counties. I think we have 159 counties. Yeah, I keep getting corrected. I don't know if it's 159, 160. I caught myself like once I, I kind of got off we the have ground there. So many counties, yes. Yeah. So, uh, however many number of counties we have in Georgia, um, that's great to be able to roll, roll out to all of them, but the big picture is really truly nationwide and being able to make it easy for other associations to, to execute on. So um, again, moving kind of in a, in a slightly different direction here, and we're talking a little bit about the, the launch of this project. So um, maybe a, a segue into this, this question, um, but this is for each of you. And I, I, y'all bring a slightly different vantage point and even responsibility um, to this process. So that said, having been able to get to know each of you, you know, a little bit more over the last six to seven months, I think I have a sense of what your responses might be. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I'm still curious, and I, I think our, our listeners will benefit from maybe hearing your take on what does the successful launch of this project, partnership, concept mean to each of you? And since you know, I, I made Josh go last in so many of the other questions. We'll we'll start with Josh. Can you just summarize that one more time? I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I know that was really long-winded. Yeah. Um, simply put, you know, what does a successful launch of this project mean to you? So for me, um, successfully launching the project in my head, we've already somewhat done that a little bit, right? We've got the buy-in from your organization. We've got that, um, you know, first pilot area selected. But what it really means is um, when you engage people in employment who may have not been in the workforce before, it not only engages that individual, it also engages their support system, right? So it could take um, pressure, possibly off family members or others, um, knowing that that there is a place that's welcoming and inclusive for their individual with autism or other neurodiverse needs. And it also provides really, really high quality talent, right? Like uh, it, it's been so unique to see, and this isn't something, you know, that we were not aware of, but it's been so unique to see how the culture and the dynamics have changed in other businesses when you hire people who um, have never had that opportunity and they show up and they do the job and they do it really well and they're highly effective and they go home and everybody's happy and high-fiving. So it, it's really, that successful launch is, Sure, it's hiring an individual initially, right? But then it's also, how does that community impact, right? And and far too often we get hung up on, we're going to hire 100 people in one location, right? Well, maybe we don't need 100. Maybe we, you know, maybe one school needs a couple and they, they get two really highly qualified candidates that stay there for 5, 10, 15 years. That's a remarkable dynamic shift for that individual and for your community. So, 
So um, for me, it's really the successful launch, obviously programmatically, right? Like making sure to hit all the benchmarks, but it is those, the, the driving point is the individual and the community members in which the impacts made. Josh, very well said, and I appreciate you you putting that perspective on on it as well. Um, Ariana, what are your, what are your thoughts? What's what's this a successful launch mean to you? It you know a lot of a lot of what Josh shared, I echo, and I think it's when you look at the number, you know, there's those really large, scary statistics about the number of people that are on or underemployed, and that this this is an opportunity to to change at least in a small part, right? What that number what that number looks like. And for some, you know, for me, it's it's developing a program that can be scale and replicated that more and more states see as a potential opportunity um, to also replicate. And and it's it's at the end of the day that individuals who maybe struggle to see employment as an opportunity or families that are supporting their loved one at home that were hesitant on, you know pursuing employment opportunities or for some that had given up that this is another option out there or an, or a option in some cases especially as we go throughout the state that are in more rural areas um, that this is a viable a viable and a really high quality option for employment opportunities yeah and I, I think you you hit something there too which is this is um you know not just a viable option it, it's a viable career Right. And we see that with school nutrition already is, um, you know, to brag on that industry. Um, folks who join school nutrition don't typically leave school nutrition. There's something very meaningful and powerful and attractive about that industry. And so we're looking at not just creating employment, but, but meaningful careers for folks who may not have otherwise been able to visualize themselves in a, in a career. And so, um, Ariane, I appreciate your, your thoughts on that. And, and you elaborating a little bit there. And again, last but not least, um, Kimberly, what are your thoughts? What, what does a successful launch mean to you? Um, well, kind of, you know, piggybacking a little bit on what you just said, Corey. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, about how those who work in the school nutrition, you know, space, you know, stay, that they don't leave. And I think that's one of the things that was really interesting for me to learn when I attended the conference is to see how many you know, have been in their roles or in that field for, you know, for many years and just how fulfilling and rewarding, you know, it, it is. And, you know, I'm for me, you know, the, the fact that, you know, we can play, a, you know, a small part in providing an opportunity for, you know, those that don't follow the traditional path, you know, of employment, that we're opening up this opportunity for them to excel, you know, in the workplace. And like you said, have a viable career. And, you know, it's exciting, you know, to really lead this and support it and, you know, show businesses that, you know, inclusion isn't just the right thing to do, you know, it's, it's the best thing to do. It's, it's important. So anyway, I could get all emotional and I, you know, as I'm sure like jo Josh and Ariana can as well, you know, um, seeing, you know, the success and hearing the stories. And so again, having this, you know, be able to be sustainable and, you know, replicate it. I mean, that's going to be the biggest success. Yeah. And, and Kimberly, you mentioned something there um, about getting emotional. I mean, that's what choked me up at the conference. I, I sat, I, you know, I got up there in front of the podium and 
I looked down the crowd and I, I saw so many wonderful folks from the school nutrition world. People have been in their roles for five, 10, 20 years. Um, and I looked out there and it dawned on me that rolling out this program, we could see people in the audience in the next year or two who came through this program enjoying the same um, exact experience. And that, that choked me up, right? Because again, it's, goes back to um, being able to open up a career opportunity. But again, the, the ancillary benefit is uh, being able to be sort of that beacon and that leader. School nutrition over the last couple of years has really showed the world what it means to be um, sort of have that servant mind, uh, servant mindset and to be able to be out there front and center serving kids when things were hard and difficult and now to be able to continue to carry that torch and be a, re uh, a leader in this space of inclusion and, and represent what it actually looks like um, to, again, to be inclusive and to look at, again, I, I don't want to say outside the box. I don't think that's necessarily appropriate, but again, to be able to look at a situation and go, hey, we can solve multiple issues here. We can create meaningful employment for this entire labor force desperately looking for it. And we can solve the challenges facing, um, the staffing challenges we're facing because again, there is a cap on what we're able to, to pay for our employees because we wanna make sure our students have access to, you know, meals at a reasonable cost. So um, I'm excited for, for what, it, what that's going to look like all across the board and appreciate your thoughts on all of it. And I, I can't, can't say enough how much I agree with what, again, what, each of y'all said. So um, I want to, I kind of want to get into what next steps and timeline looks like for everyone, because I'm sure that's um, for everyone listening, going, okay, this sounds great. We all agree. This sounds great. When, when can we get it launched? So um, we're about to, like I mentioned before, we're about to step into our first pilot program. It's in Cobb County, my backyard. Shout out to Emily Hanlon, Amy Lambert, the entire Cobb County team um, for taking us on, taking on this tremendous effort and Again, I'm, I'm so proud that they threw their hand up. I've worked with them on, um, again, I, I don't want this to turn into a shameless plug here, but um, they helped us launch the, the coffee concept that many of you know um, and love today in schools. Uh, so I have experience with them, you know, taking the machete and hacking their way through through the wilderness. So I trust that uh, these are the best folks for, for this opportunity as well. Um, but that said, maybe, maybe y'all could walk us through and walk our listeners through what What's going to happen at Cobb County? What's the pilot look like? Uh, what do we expect to kind of gain from it? How long will it take? What do, what do these phases look like? Um, if you all wouldn't mind sharing maybe uh, maybe what everyone can expect to see as we, we give them updates over the next few months. Ariana, you wanna jump in or you want me to start? Sure. Uh, so you know, I'll, I'll, from, from a high level point of view, uh, what what I, we don't have a hard and fast, we're going to get this done in six weeks and you can expect your employees to start on the seventh week and then take it from there. Um, we do, we, we have set aside at least one full quarter um, to ensure that one, because we're not just working with one school, like three schools within one school district, we're really building the model. And so from our perspective, the most important piece is always going to go back to what are the outcomes um, and how are we best serving the needs both of school nutrition programs across the state, specifically in our pilot that we're starting in Cobb County, and then also for job seekers that potential employees that they know that once they start um, in school nutrition in Cobb County and then throughout the state that this is it's a place where they feel welcomed, that they're empowered, 
to really make a career out of this. And I think that's one of the really unique, um, and we're so happy to be partnering is that it's not just a, it's not just a job and everyone that we've talked to as part of this project really sees it as career, a, a career opportunity. Um, and you know, for the impact that that's going to have on, on the larger community. So, and then from there, once we have the pilot and the bones, um, sketched out, including the blueprint, we'll be able to move much, much faster, uh, because we'll have a couple of more than a few, hopefully successes under our belt by then. Sure. Josh, any additional thoughts? No, I think that's a, a really good synopsis of the time frame and, and timeline and, and, um, you know, it's always interesting when, when, when you're building something, um, it never goes as quick as anybody wants. Um, but, but it will go. And, and before we all look back on it in six months to a year, we're going to say, Holy smokes, look, look what we accomplished. So it's that initial start phase that we really want to make sure we set that foundation. Right. Yeah. And I know we're, um, not to put you all on the spot, but y'all are coming into Georgia here soon, correct? So we, we will be, uh, traveling well Kimberly's obviously already there um but we are uh, sketching out some time to to come down to Georgia we're working with the Cobb County team we're gonna meet with them um yet this week um to look for some time um probably frankly uh, after the holiday in September um just to make sure that everybody has time to orientate for the new school year which you all are going to be uh, kind of mid-stride yeah this and week. um and th that's right, right? Kicking off on, is it the, is it already today? Yeah, or we're recording, we're recording on the first. Many of the programs uh, started today. I think Cobb County started today. I think Atlanta Public Schools started today. And those who don't start today um, start on the 8th. Okay. So um, I think you have a good chunk of the state will be up and running before, uh, before middle of next week. That's great. Well, and, and, and again, we want this to be a partnership and a collaboration. So um, it, it really doesn't do us any good to say, well, we're coming on this date if it doesn't work for the people that we're coming to visit. So we want to have that, that open, honest dialogue with the team from Cobb and say what works best for your schedule, um, where you're up and running, we can come down and, you know, efficiently and effectively look at, at the uh, service delivery and, and start to build more things out. In the meantime, um, behind the scenes, you know, we're still working on looking at like pipeline development and other things within the, the area of Georgia. So it's not it's not that the 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 work isn't ongoing. It's just you know you may not see um, that culmination of all the behind the scene work until a little bit later in the fall. Yeah, there are so many moving parts, right? And so I'm um, just to kind of lay some of that out. So um, and so many moving parts that we're trying to pull together and, and just to really make sure that this plan is um, thorough. So. First objective is to connect the workforce that is, again, desperately trying to find meaningful employment with our many school nutrition programs that are equally as desperate to find great employees. Second, we wanna ensure that those folks who get hired into those roles are being able, or they're being put in a position to succeed. And obviously that involves not only creating training programs for the newly, and hire, newly hired employee, uh, but just as important creating a training and leadership program for the managers of these kitchens. So it's imperative that we equip the leaders of these kitchens with the tools needed to manage, again, like I mentioned before, not only folks with developmental differences, but folks who may just come from a different background in general. And so that obviously takes time, that takes um, quite a bit of an effort as it relates to, you know, why we're starting in three different schools, uh, an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school in Cobb County. Um, so we're creating the employee training as well as the leadership training. Um, the intention is to have the GSNA shepherd the leadership component of the program. 
So um, by doing that, we're going to, the idea is that we would leverage many of the existing 13th year programs that already exist in our high schools uh, to it. First of all, help ensure that our students don't do not fall through the employment cracks. Um, so this means that we are looking to fill the roles with students um, that the school nutrition folks are already and currently feeding. Um, I think there's something so incredibly, incredibly uh, meaningful in that. And so um, that's really kind of the view from the school nutrition lens. Um, I know we're looking at being able to cast a wider net all throughout the community. And again, the 13th year program, um, I think it's sort of the catch-all phrase that, that I've learned through the communication back and forth with each of you, um, which I think is great that we're, again, not to editorialize too much, but I, if we're not able to hire our own students, are we really preparing them for a life outside the classroom, right? And so I think um, to be able to put our money where our mouth is, we're, we're, we're starting there. Um, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that and kind of what how you see that I'm growing, and I know this is, we haven't even started the first pilot yet, but as I, as I kind of uh, go on and, and, and speak about it from this side of the fence, is there anything that catches you or, or um, hits you in any sort of, you know, fun way or gives you any sort of pause, any, any thoughts on any of that? I think what you just said, Corey, about, you know, if we aren't able to hire our own students, are we really preparing them, you know, for the future? Um, that just really resonates with me <laughs> and I'm sure with others as well. I know that was my my passionate plea to the board um, for GSNA is like we have a built in workforce here, right? Like we have students who are in our schools. They're Again, y'all know this world better than I do, and I could be doing what I always do, which is oversimplifying, but um, many times in these 13th year programs, there's already, say, a chaperone with them as they're learning and developing these skills, and so there may be some things that we can leverage and utilize while that's there as they get into the training and finding roles that fit for them. There's so much synergy and opportunity here that it's, you know, it makes you step back and go, well, why didn't we think of this earlier, right? Um, so that gets me excited to know that, you know, um, we're not trying to put a square peg into a round hole, but that's just, you know, someone who's from kind of outside this world looking in and, and doing what I do best, which is oversimplifying. No, I, I think you're right on, Corey. Um, and and certainly that that group of students and, and young people who maybe have walked but not fully exited, you know, their IEP or the high school program um, come top of mind for myself um, for, for some some learning, some work-based learning, some opportunities within the cafeteria. Um, and we're gonna continue to look at maybe those individuals who have since exited the year 13 program, but still need the opportunity because they may not have had an opportunity yet. So um, it's exciting to hear um, GSNA's openness to um, looking at talent in a different way, um, including um, individuals that may be right in that school or, or a neighboring county. So, um, it, it, it takes everyone and it, it's really going to take a wide swath of individuals with varying um, um, needs in, in order to fulfill some of the the opportunities that GSNA offers. So that's that's again where we're going to engage um, five folks like Kimberly on the ground and others in, in the local area to make sure that we're really reaching all sectors um, because folks may not have thought, oh, I, I didn't know I could even get paid to work at a school cafeteria, right? Like 
Um, or I didn't know that was an option for my son or daughter or for somebody who, you know, who I'm helping out um, through a vocational program. And, and I think, I mean, we ran into that this past year. We, we launched a billboard campaign down here letting folks know there are great employment opportunities within these school nutrition programs, right? Because it's, it's just not one of those things that's ever top, the mind, or top of mind. And so, um, yeah, I, I know I'm excited. And I think this will transition well um, into, into the last question. We'll get you all out of here on this. Um, and we've heard a little bit about it. We can connect some dots here um, as it relates to kind of where each of you are on it. But if I was to ask you one sentence, August 1st, as we're recording this, what are you most excited about? August 1st, as it relates to this new program, um, you have one sentence, what would that be? Um, I don't want to put any of you on the spot. So if one of you, you know, yeah, I'm looking at Kimberly. She's like, please, please don't make me go first. I'm like, wow, one sentence, gosh. Yeah, it's and it's funny. I get the hypocrisy in it. I get the irony. <laughs> I've never said one sentence answer anything in my life. So um, brevity is not my thing, but I, since, since I have the microphone, I get this, I get this up. You get to put time. us on the spot. Yeah, I know. Um, I think, you know, today, August 1st, you know, 2022, you know, I kind of feel like this podcast is like you said about like almost putting the stake in the ground. It's like a new school year and this is, this is starting, you know, like, so I just, I think it's, you know, very serendipitous that, you know, we're recording this today and talking about this today on the first day of the new school year. So. Yeah, well said. I, I like that word serendipitous. Again, I think the timing is great. Launch of the school year, launch of the recording this podcast. Absolutely. For me, it is, uh, so in one, in one sentence would be opening up opportunities for employment for individuals uh, on the spectrum or with any other neurodiversity or any other diverse ability um, to achieve a career goal and to have a, have a career just like anyone else. And that's, a, I think that's where I get really excited, Ariana, is just the idea that um, we have the opportunity, we being school nutrition, to um, create true, I say happiness, joy, maybe just, I, I keep going back to meaningful employment, right? Like that sense of worth. We have the opportunity to create this in a, a very large group of people who want this, right? Like this is, um, that's what's great about this is there's, you know, very rarely do you get to solve a problem um, with, you know, I, I use a terrible analogy, but kill two birds with one stone, right? And so here we are looking at multiple problems and being able to solve them in very powerful ways um, and not just manufactured ways, right? Like not just like artificially paying people more money or giving them some sort of signing bonus and trying to attract people because that's, that's the challenge, right? Like as we look at staffing issues just outside of school nutrition, but as a whole, you know, we can offer people signing bonuses to come sign on, but are we creating meaningful employment for them? Are, are they going to jump the minute that another opportunity, you know, exists? And that's somewhat of what we're running into in school nutrition. And here we are with a group of talented individuals who desperately um, want this work and to be able to connect them with, uh, you know, uh, these school nutrition programs who are desperately seeking these warm, um, passionate people to do this work. And again, I just, I get excited and um, Ariana, I just, like I said, I, I 
I agree completely with what you're saying. And once again, I took the one sentence challenge and added a five minute, you know, mumbling into it. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I also uh, do not always specialize in brevity, but I will say um, I'm looking forward to the collaboration um, with um, not only GSNA, but all the uh, other partners in Georgia. And also for the um, Ariana took my word of opportunity, but also the hope um, for individuals who, who want to be employed and, and want to have that independence. So thank you for the opportunity uh, from GSNA. Yeah, of course. So we have serendipity, opportunity, hope. I'm not sure there's been three better words to, to be able to close a podcast that we've done yet. So I, again, I'm excited for all that. Um, so first of all, I want to massive thank you to to our three guests today, Kimberly, Ariana, Josh, thank you. Um, I also want to throw another emphatic and genuine thank you to the entire Autism Speaks team. Um, there have been a very large number of people who have been on the calls throughout this process um, that aren't on this podcast today. Um, and we know that it takes takes a village, right? And there's, there's data scientists and there's um, folks with all sorts of really cool, fancy titles that, um, do a lot of really great work. So I want to give them a genuine thank you for their work as well. Um, and then I also, we don't, we don't really talk about this enough, um, but I want to thank the, and offer a very heartfelt thank you to the anonymous donor out there who's making this possible. Um, again, I know that's not a, a thing we like to talk about in this world with money and who pays for what, yada, 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 but, um, these things cost money to, to get off the ground and the, for folks out there to see, hey, there's value in this, um, it means a lot. And so uh, I wanna just throw that out there into the universe as well. And then also a big thank you to all the folks within the Georgia School Nutrition side um, who see value in this, who have offered to volunteer, who um, put their hand up and said, I support this as well. So there's a lot of people I wanna thank um, here as we continue to push forward with this. Um, because again, without everybody involved, this isn't happening. Um, my heart is, is full and I'm truly humbled to be able to be a part of this historic program. Um, so please stay tuned. We will continue to, to talk about this on every podcast uh, following this one. We're gonna continue to give updates so y'all can be engaged. Um, even if it's just slightly from a distance, you can know what's happening so you can follow along. Um, Kimberly, Ariana, Josh, again, thank you for your willingness to share your heart and your expertise with us today. It, it means a lot. Um, we're excited here in, in Georgia to be able to be the ones who launched this program, but we know it's going to be um, in all 49 other states here very, very soon. So again, thank you for being on the podcast today. I look forward to see how this program continues to come together and, and take shape. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, everybody. Take care now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.